This is Scotty. <sighs> that was me losing my mind. Tech issues up the arse. Apologies for this episode. There's some background noise and some echo, and, and generally I'm just unhappy to put my name to this one, so apologies. Enjoy, though. I seem to recognize your face Haunting, familiar yet I can't seem to place it Cannot find the candle of thought To light your name Lifetimes are catching up with me All these changes taking place I wish I'd seen that place but no one's ever taken me. Hearts and thoughts, they fade, fade away. Hearts and thoughts, they fade, fade away. I swear I recognize your breath. Memories like fingerprints are slowly raising me you wouldn't recall. For I'm not my former, it's hard when you're stuck upon the shelf. I changed by not changing at all. Small town predicts my fate. Perhaps that's what no one wants to see. I just want to scream, Ayo! This intro took so long I never thought we'd get there But now here you are And here I am Us and Scotty and Jack Hoolahan Us and Scott and Jack Hoolahan <laughs> What a payoff There you go Well, again it was maybe going to happen a week ago when I, or last time when we did the uh, gallant AO, but uh, there it is. But I just thought it's perfect because I could put Jacker in there as well. What a way to intro a guest before we jump into general business. I know, right? <laughs> That's an effort. Yeah, I thought you'd join in. No. <laughs> if you hadn't been there, I might have tipped you off, got you to bring a guitar. Maybe I could have sung in June or some shit, but yeah, there we go. Welcome to episode 46, May 23 Mag Review with Jack O'Hulahan. Thanks, guys. I'm very honoured to be here. Mate, it's been a while. We were talking on the Street phone machine, last Jerno night. Street extraordinaire. Absolutely. Jesus, talk about special mentions through the arse, mate. It's out of control. <laughs> I think I spotted him in there five times. Hey. Yeah, I, I did see the name pop up a few times there while I was reading through. Yeah, there's a few regulars in there, hopefully, and um, a couple of features. Yeah, no, good stuff. We'll get into it all a little bit as we move along, mate. But uh, we normally kick off it with general business, but then we leave our bloody guests sitting there and we ramble for bloody half an hour before we get them involved. So we've at least got you in the studio. Yep. Yeah, welcome, mate. General business I've got down as a bit of a kickoff AO, but I had down the car confidential. We'd... Yep, yep. We've only had a couple of submissions, so yep. um, a bit of a reminder to get, get your stories in if you've got something... Interesting, funny, sketchy, whatever yeah. 
whatever you think. <laughs> yeah, sketchier the better. I don't know whether people aren't quite comprehending the brief, but no, anything to do with you know, cars and moments. Uh, by all means, yeah, we want to do. Yeah, we want to get we want to get <clears> a few <throat> together so we've got enough to make an episode out. And of again, it. those other submissions I could just read out as you know in the best Moses voice, but uh, you know we still want to get some people involved and send them some links and interview them on the fly. And, and it yeah. can be anonymous. It can be anonymous. And again, I'm just I'd, I just want to see Scotty pull out his vocal effects packages and disguise <laughs> voices. I'd be intrigued to see what he wants to put on. There we go. Look out. We're bloody tapping buttons now. Like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll pixelate the voice. That's it. Sort of want to mention too, because it's coming up on the weekend now that uh, Thursday's here, but Dragon Drive kicks off. Dave Curtis's uh, Central Victorian Dragon Drive event. Yeah, by all means, get along to the tracks. It's Heathcote Muldura and back to Heathcote. Heathcote on Friday. Uh, the Sunday is the, the 27th. Is that is that the day? I thought the final day was the Saturday. Um, I'm going to have to look it up now. I can't remember. Yeah, and I'll have a look. Central Vic Dragon Drive, yep. 24th to the 27th. There you go. There Heathcote, is. Mildura, Heathcote. Yeah, that's the one. So now I'll be probably trying to get to Heathcote for the wrap-up of that anyway myself. I'd had planned on tagging along in the Nash. I'm just, you know, as things get closer, it seems less likely at the moment, but we'll see how it plays out. 66 Fairlane 500 wagon friend from yes. Instagram, Dave, put up. There's uh, an event coming up at Trentham. You got the details on that one, mate? 21st, so it must be, well, it's, this episode will be coming out Thursday, so, yeah, yeah, so it'll, be next, it'll be this coming Sunday for those listening at home. I think it's a bit of a yeah, vintage classics collectible, a bit of an all thing. Just let me have a look here. Uh, where are we? Yeah, I can tell you. Bit from of a, a show in Trentham, all makes and models, anything with an engine and a red plate, age kind of thing. Yep. Cheers, Dave. So there you go. Oh, the, there you I've go. just got the flyer here. Yep. Cavalcade of Transport, Trentham Historic Railway Station, uh, celebrate National Motoring Heritage Day. Sunday, 21st of May, Victoria Street, Trentham. Entry from 10 a.m., display vehicles. Uh, 10.30 a.m. for spectators, veteran, vintage, classic, historic and collector vehicles. Trentham's a nice little drive. Yeah, absolutely. No, lovely drive, mate. So. Particularly from here, you sort of get past Dalesford through the windy stuff in the, yeah. in the bush. It's all right. And again, accessible to kind of everywhere. You know, Trentham's sort of a midpoint to a whole lot of centres. So no, it should, should be a good one. That's about um, all I kind of had down, really. So I just had a bit of a, a note about St Anne's Winery <clears> that was a – not a bad day out. Yeah, video seemed well received, mate. <clears throat> yeah, if you haven't watched, there's a video on YouTube, on our YouTube about it. There's, well, there's plenty of cars there, so I, I tried to capture as much as I as I could. But, um, I was hoping and, actually to have a bit of a chat around pricing because that one was one that I know a few people who sort of didn't go because they thought $25 was a bit extreme at the gate and numbers were definitely down. I don't know what goes into... I don't pretend to know what goes into organising an event. Oh, you know, I'm only assuming, you know, most of it is going to possibly the hire of the facility. I don't know, but um, yeah, well, I've heard. Generally, I think what ticked people off <clears throat> the most, I think, was um, and look, I didn't even, I didn't give it a second thought until I rocked up to the lake and everyone was sort of talking about it and. It was just a bit odd that there didn't seem to be any sort of charity attached to it. Um, no, well, I've heard since too that St Anne's don't charge for the venue. Now, I'd 
not quite prepared to be quoted on that, but I have heard that the venue, that, yeah, higher isn't an issue. Well, it just sounds like it was a <laughs> fundraiser for that muscle, was it, I don't know, whatever club yeah, it the, was yeah. that ran it, which is, which is yeah, it's that's okay fine too. Funds. But, if, but, you, um, but if it's $15 instead of 25 and you get an extra 100 cars there, then, you know, you're probably still going well. But, you um, know, make it make it 25 a car, you know, yeah, don't yeah. charge – 25 and charge 10, 10 bucks a person, person to get in. You know, it's a bit of a money grab. But and I know, I, don't know it's... I know the tasting room is full. If you get up to that wine tasting room, it's full. People are taking bottles and putting them in their classic cars. Like, the, you know, they make money up there too. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, um, don't know. It's just, uh, I think they'll, they'll charge the spectators 10 bucks to get in, won't they? I think. Yeah, as I well. So, so, I mean, look, you know, it's, it's obviously a money spinner for someone. Yep. Um, but, you know, it sort of furthers my thoughts on, you know, the, the sooking about street speed and mayhem, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are sooking about that. And as I mentioned, you're paying $25. It's an all-day event. You've got you've got car, car, uh, you've got your car displays. You've got Harley stunt shows. You've got freestyle motocross, um, all that sort of stuff. jugglers and twirlers. Yeah, you've got it <laughs> where this thing was 25 bucks and it was just a car show. So no. look, I get I get where people are coming from, I suppose, but um, yeah. you know, and again, if you're I know just... pe- and, I, and I know people that that twenty five dollars wouldn't stretch their budget, but they won't spend it. They just don't see it as being viable, you know. So anyway, yeah, we won't break it down right here, but we'll keep going along. Yeah, look, I don't know if 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 I was ever to do a car show, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you've <laughs> got to charge something. You know, there's a there's a time cost and a and cost to putting a show on, but yeah. You know, I mean, if it was just a, if it was just a rock up and like a car show like that, like St Ian's Winery, I would have thought ten bucks a car to get in. I mean, at the end of the day, the cars are what people are going to see. Yeah. Shout out Jamie Clay too, sponsor's choice with his Camaro. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Also coming up into our next episode, we've got Lee from Lee's Auto Detailing. He was smiling pretty hard to know there's a heap of dust floating around there, and that car will still win a trophy. Jack has never laid eight. Walk him into the studio properly, mate. You reckon? We probably should get a bit of a background. I'm I'm keen to see how he got into Street Machine. Yeah, I know. How, I want, how did you get in there, mate? How did you get into? A, can I just right, can, can I just reflect on my little anecdote from when I first come across Jack? Are they so so attached to the uh, Thong Slappers podcast of the great Simo and Redmond? Uh, a few of the moots uh, uh, decided to meet up in Castlemaine for a bit of a catch up. Uh, which led to us being like the nerds in the IGA car park compared to the cool kids of the Castlemaine coffee cruise. And we all sort of headed out to Harcourt where there was, you know, it was a little bit quieter and standing under a tree. Uh, Bruce Howie goes, what's your name, mate? Jacka goes, ah, Jacka. He goes, well, how do you fit in here? And it turned out Jacka was the last one employed by Street Machine prior to a bit of a COVID turndown. So um, we sort of yeah, chatted the, there. Uh, Big Fairlane, I'm pretty sure that event didn't the it? big and high Fairlane. I did. That I was probably it's probably its first home. long trip, and that was um, when it was sitting about six feet off the ground on a set of uh, twelve slaughters. So yeah. that was pretty much as is. Yeah. So if this guy gets a little bit carried away and a bit exuberant into this episode, it's just really nice to be able to sit here and recap those last, but you know, two and a half, three years with Jacker anyway. But um, back to the question. So mate, how, how did it all come about? The Street Machine connection. So I was always sort of into cars as a kid, but I didn't really come from an automotive family or anything. I just sort of had that interest. And um, I think it was 2017 when the Thong, Thong Slappers podcast started. That sort of dragged me back in, sort of kicking and screaming a bit into that whole culture. Yeah. And um, 
at the time I was studying a uh, media degree at RMIT in Melbourne. And um, as part of that course, we had to do an ADR internship as part of some sort of, you know, media organization. And I sort of drew up a list of places I'd really love to be, um, you know, do that internship at. Um, so I sort of put down, um, you know, street machine, just cars, uh, wheels, motor, before I kind of realized that most of those were in the same building. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and at the time as well, my dad had sort of tried to line me up with some Geelong Yacht Club or something as the uh, as the media thing. Luckily, that fell through and um, Talpo at the time sort of expressed interest in, interest in me coming along to just, you know, do a few days filming and writing a bit of stuff and it, yeah. it all just sort of went from there. And now you're, now you're just there part of the furniture. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully for the for the uh, time being, doing doing sort of full-time at the moment, just doing, uh, you know, staff journal staff and the odd bit of web management. So um, trying to make myself as useful as possible, basically. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of an example because I mentioned into the podcast pretty much I think it was your, your first car movie review, which I haven't written down the title. Oh, it might have been the um, – was it Maximum Overdrive? Did you do yeah, that? Yeah, it would have either been Maximum <clears throat> Overdrive or The Car, which is that B-movie thing with the giant Lincoln from the 70s. But, oh, yeah, yeah. but Maximum Overdrive, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't seen that movie before I did the review, so yeah, no, it sent I went me, in fresh. It sent me back to the movie. So, yeah, I definitely went and checked it out and looked into it. But was that one, because I know Simo was doing pretty much most of the movie reviews and it's reflected again in this issue too that he's doing it. Did he just handball that to you or was that... How would, um, how would that go on a chain of command thing? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I think maybe I was just sitting there one day and I'd sort of run through a few of my mag jobs and yep. something to sort of, you know, fill in an afternoon in or a day time. or something. And, yep. um, yeah, Telfo hit me up for that one and yeah. I sort of had a list of movies that we hadn't done yet and that was one of them, um, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah, no, um, really good. But, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It was a bit of an underrated movie, I think. Yeah. Um, I know Stephen King hates it. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. the only movie that he's directed. And he's never done one since, so that's yeah. probably the reason why. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a ripper. And you suspend a bit of disbelief and laugh at the corny. Yeah, good ride. Yep, very much so. <laughs> well, um, being a non-car person, or growing up in a non-car family, kind of, um, what's your first car-related memory, mate? What, what do you remember? When do you first remember being excited about cars? Um, like I said, all my, <laughs> most of my early car memories are sort of incidental, just sort of family stuff, but it would be... Um, probably sitting with my siblings four or five across the bench seat of my uh, granddad's old 94 Hilux. Yeah. Uh, he was a dairy farmer, so we'd all pile into <laughs> that and go out and, you know, check the cows and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it would either be that or probably actually standing riding in the back of his old um, international ACO truck um, oh. that he had. That was his sort of cow transport thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, or for, you know, dirt, whatever else. And um, that was actually an ex garbage truck, so it had a tipper on the back. So we'd, um, you know, we'd all hang on to this cage inside it, go down the road a few k's, and um, when we'd get there, he'd put the tipper up and it all sort of slide out the back <laughs> and hang on to the cage for as long as we could, and then and, and then go down. down. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's a ripper! Absolutely. Any of the kids get to uh, drive this uh, Ute as we were coming up through the ranks? Or? Yeah, well, actually, the Ute now lives <clears throat> lives at um, our place. It's dad's dad's yeah. runabout. Yeah, my granddad bought a new new Ute, so um, yeah. Yeah, we've still got it in the family, which is good. Oh, that's really good. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, he so it's a 94 R85 Hilux. He, um, he, to buy that, he sold his um, XC Falcon Ute. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which would have been nice to hang on to. But um, this was the early 90s at the time, and I guess they'd really, uh, really nosedived. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah, XA to XC Falcons weren't renowned for being decent Utes either. No, know? not particularly. <laughs> First car, mate. 
Uh, first thing I actually bought was a KHTX3 laser. Um, that came out of a neighbor's paddock. I think it had 476,000 Ks on the clock yeah. um, on the original motor. That was back in 2016. Um, KH, really, what year is that? Uh, KH is, I think, 92 to 94. Oh, yeah. So of, the, of those so two TX3s. Uh, yeah, it kind of was your, was your last of the proper Aussie ones. Um, well, as Aussie as they could ever be. Um, but yeah, so that was the, that was a white one. Um, no, no turbo, no four wheel drive, just your, just your bog stock, uh, 1.8, uh, manual, but yeah, never did anything with it. It sat in the paddock for about six months and then I sold it to a mate and he took it for a, you know, session racing at Winton, I think. Oh yeah. Um, you know, thrashed the guts out of it for a day and it eventually got hot and blew up and yep. and that was the end of it. <laughs> so not, not much to report. Car. Yeah, actually that, that comes up later as my uh, regretful sale on missed opportunity as well. Yeah, I reckon um, friend in Ballarat, um, rest in peace, but Jess Taranto, she had the turboed version of one of those. You know, good little mm -hmm. car too, but she also had a 60 model Chev that she used to cruise around in with the family and, you know, she had some cool stuff, but yeah. Yeah, nice. I can remember trading one of the, one of those the turbo four wheel drive. Um, I sold a Ute to a guy out past Bunyong. Yep. And <clears throat> I had to go out to his house to do the to do the deal. So I took our demo BT fifty out, and um, you know did the deal over the phone. I said, "Look, I'll bring a car out, sign you up, and you can drive it and all that." Anyways, oh. Look, I haven't got a trading, but look, I've got this old thing out in the shed. Would you trade in? I said, oh, I'm sure we'll trade anything. It just depends on what it's worth. So anyway, we go around and have a look at this thing. White turbo, four-wheel drive, uh, you know, two-door laser. Yep. Been sitting sitting in the shed forever, barn dust. It was relatively low K. It's just rough as guts. So I ring me boss. Right, it's got this, this, and this. And he goes, ah, oh, look, offer him 500 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like it wouldn't go. We had to we had to get a trailer in, um, and uh, anyway, we got it into the workshop, and the the, the mechanics um, got it running. You know, new fuel and and whatever. And it was a ripper car. I think one of the mechanics sold it to some friend of his or something like that. Yeah, um, they got it got it going on the road and um, cleaned it up. It it's amazing. It came up um, a million bucks. It was yep. like a, I don't know how long it had been sitting there, but yeah, those those turbo four-wheel drives, they were a cool little thing. Yeah, if I could find a good one, um, which is the challenge in itself and at the right price, I'd love yeah. to have another one. It's really yeah. interesting too because, you know, like, you know, blokes in my demographic are wanting what they had when they were 18 and it might have been a HJ or it might have been a bloody HREH and, you know, and even now, like, you know, as you look at, you know, got, what's your vintage again, mate? I'm a 97. 97, yeah. And again, like, you know, blokes in their 20s are, are dreaming different dreams, you know, and it's nice to see the diversity because, you know, we're hot, rod, hot rods, you know, we've got to be pre-48 and got to be built to a strict criteria to be considered by the majority, you know, like this bloody whole street machine thing is just a mixed bag of cars, you know. It's, yep, yeah. well and truly. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I suppose um, a bit of youth on your side, you yeah, wouldn't have a lot of regretful sales. Um, um, maybe. Or? Yeah, look, everything I've really sold was to buy something else that in my eyes was better. So I don't have a great deal of you yeah. know, regretful sales, but mm -hmm. the one I do actually regret is that laser. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, $200 even 
when I was 18 was, you know, it's not a great deal of money and I could have just kept it and sat it out the back Yeah. and maybe eventually put it on the road. Yep. Um, but it owed me so little yeah. um, that, yeah, I could have kept that. That would have been nice. Yeah. And you might even find that little nurse who had one when she was driving herself to school and she's now all of a sudden 50 or 40 and she want, well, wants one or, you know, you know, like it's amazing to know what people will collect, you know, later, my, later on. My uh, elderly neighbour next door has got a mint white it's not a tx3 but it's a it's a kh laser uh little little gl or something like that so i'll keep me keep me eyes open mate yep. <laughs> you never know yeah well well to backtrack a bit um our second car when when i was younger we sold in about 2013 was a kh horizon so it was basically a you know green one four-door with a sticker pack yeah uh, but it was i think it was the 1.8 manual um had like a pop factory pop-up sunroof um, yep. orange graphics along the side, 15-inch alloys, um, and that was about as good as those stock lasers got, but I kind of regret never getting a chance to drive that one. Yeah. We sold that and bought a uh, bought a Mazda 3. So oh, there you go. I think I think Dad got, you know, $400 for it or something at the time, and it had a new radiator and new tires and, yep. you know, rego on it. Um, these days that car's, I don't know, might be worth 10 times that in this market. I don't yeah. know. Well, that Nana of the day today was probably uh, <clears throat> maybe – early to mid-80s, stopped to ask me what the Nash was and who makes Nash and all this sort of stuff, which happens quite quite often, but um, mentioned that they had a 40s Buick that she sort of missed a bit, but also mentioned the last car they sold was their Toyota Crusader. Yeah, okay. You could even feel that as a little bit of regret that they yeah. let that one go, but I said to her, you know, like kids now are picking up these cars, you know, like, you know, a Crusader's probably much sought after, a decent, tidy one that was owned by the old couple from you. Yeah, well, recently down at the uh, Geelong Revival, I spoke to a young guy down there. I think he was 19 or 20, and he had, yeah, a Cressida with, a, I think it was a 1JZ and a total sleeper thing. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, that, that turned a lot of heads and always had a bit of a crowd around it. So uh, missed opportunity. Have you missed anything you could have bought that you didn't buy, though? Like, you know, oh, look, or is that nearly putting that other laser there? Uh, pretty much anything pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, sometimes <laughs> we go through yeah. chats, chats with a mate of mine who I've known for a few years and look at some of the cars we used to send each other and that. Yeah. Um, I can't put my finger on anything particular, no. but no, just that just that general massive jump. Uh, well, let's move on to the uh, favourite car that you've owned. Uh, yeah, that would have to be the current one, which is the uh, 79 Fox Body Mustang. <laughs> That's probably a bit of a foregone conclusion, but yeah. Yeah, and I uh, figured that might have been the case. But uh, take us through the car, mate, and how you got came to get that yeah, one. How, and... did you, how did you even get a Fox Body? Yeah, Every time I do a search on Fox Body, and it's right you don't find anything. <laughs> right, hook, right hook as well. It is right hook. So um, one of my <laughs> one of my mates that I've come to sort of be good mates in the last few years is um, Heath Vanderwarden, who you guys might know yeah, has that awesome, yeah. uh, you know, Alex converted UC hatch. Yep, he's got a piece in the mag too. He does. Yep. Um, but, you know, he sort of knows everybody and has connections everywhere. So um, he was off buying a whole lot of three-piece racing wheels from um, from a bloke called Bob Gill, who's an old sports sedan racer. Yep. Um, and he's got some got and has owned some pretty cool stuff. He used to race the, uh, you know, Gagan 65, 66 Mustang, whatever, yeah, back in the yeah. day. Uh, lots of different things. Um, but as Heath has gone into his uh, workshop, he's seen this, uh, you know, black fox body covered in dust and you know in a few pieces um and he's gone gee that's that's really cool and uh, bob has basically gone oh look it's it's coming up for sale soon yep um so i think in the end basically he <laughs> took a few photos of it put it up on facebook um didn't tell people it was for sale but sent me a message and went hey you know i know you were talking about wanting something that's you know two-door yeah and something a bit different to your, your current car which was that fairlane yeah and um 
yeah, it pretty much just went from there. Um, I got in touch with him. Um, Heath had also messaged um, Jason Way from Tough Mounts. Yeah. And Jason was sort of keen on it. But um, I think Bob sort of wanted to give me a bit of a leg up as someone who was a bit younger. And, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to get into the market now for, a, for any Mustang, let alone yeah. something like that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I went up and had a look <clears> and, <throat> you know, it sort of starts and started and sort of ran. So, yeah, yeah forked over a bit of cash and it came home with me. Yeah. So it's just got the um, Bob Motors got in just the little the little injected Windsor or is it uh, Carby? It's a, it's a Carby remember. Windsor, so it's it's quite an early one. So it's a '79, which is the yeah. first year of production for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Carby 302. I think I'm it's just had, trying to think of the pictures. Is it the four four headlight version? It is. Yeah. So it's what they call like a yeah like a four eye an early one. Four eyed Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Four eyed Fox. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a 302 Windsor C4. Um, it's had an engine rebuild at some point, but probably 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it makes all of about 130 horsepower, 140 horsepower yeah. through the C4. I'm just, I've just found your your Instagram post. Yeah. Now. yeah it's damn cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I should add, it's, it's got that crazy um, custom interior that someone's done at some point, plus those yeah. Cobra graphics. Cobra graphics and stuff are cool, yeah. those. But yeah, it's built plenty of allure. How's the roof inside. on it, though? That roof is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the the interior is really something else. All this red velour, and yeah, luckily yeah. it hasn't faded as well because it hasn't um, probably seen the sunlight in the you know yeah, in the thirty yeah. years that Bob had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened with um, Dave Gilfour with the fifty seven Chev that he had a red one recently, but it had faded through the back window and everything. But it was yeah, he loved it otherwise, but the color was just gone, yep. bleached out of all the old velour. But yeah, it was a cool. So case. plans for this beast? You what you? You're just going to get it running and keep it as it is, or you got some? Um, yeah, so it's running and sort of driving as is. The C4 is a bit unhappy. So the first thing I plan to do is put a third pedal in it. Um, I'm tossing out now between going like a T5 or just shelling out the cash and doing it right the first time and getting like a TKO yeah. um, Tremec box or something like that, a five-speed. Yep. So basically the gearbox, um, then see what budget's left over and maybe do sort of a heads and cam package, something like that. Yep. Just yep. some cheapy sort of GT forty P heads off an AU or something. Yep. Um, they're meant to be a good bolt on upgrade. Um, but visually I don't really want to change it much. Um, I've got a set of old uh, fifteen by ten and fifteen fifteen by eight Enki uh, Japanese three piece wheels. Yep. Um, yep. So they'll probably replace those little twelve slotters. Um, not that there's anything wrong with twelve slotters. I do love those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do that. Then just basically lower the hell out of it. And yep. I've ordered some coilovers, so that should. Changes attitude a little bit, yeah. which it needs. You're not going to turn it into a McFlurry or anything like that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> That's a bit of a different fox body, that one. Uh, yeah. Geez, that hit the ground running, though, didn't it? <laughs> For all the stuff they've done, that was just, yeah, man, the success off the trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a cool car. I'm, I'm a fan of the fox. And um, there's not many people that, are, that like them, but they're starting to. I don't know why. The, the last couple of years, they certainly have grown in in popularity, which is bloody cool. I reckon probably not cool if you want to buy one, but um, I think you certainly in America, them. they absolutely love them in the states. They must be, yeah, I don't know. There must be something about them that that drag racers absolutely love them. Like you see them everywhere over there, and 
Yeah, I mean, they are quite lightweight and they've got a decent engine bay and the aftermarket over there is just massive. It's yeah. a different um, ball game. I don't think yeah. they were as popular like when, when released or they no. yeah, the popularity came late, which means that there were probably still plenty I of I remember when they samples. raced with Bathurst, like Dickie Johnson raced with Bathurst and no one liked it. They were ah, bloody. I reckon. I think in the last two years, I don't know, if we had a drinking game based around the Never Late podcast and how many times you've praised them, mate, maybe you can take a little bit of credit for the uh, resurgence. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I used to like the green stuff. One of Dickie Johnson's. Jack is devastated that his isn't right. He was going to put the buddy permit on it, bring it down to tease you, mate. So, yeah, it's uh, this sort of crept up on me and it's, you know, all the, all the big fiberglass flares on it are all sanded back and it's, there's, you know, it's missing bits off the steering column, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up once it's uh, get it right, in, a res- in a respectable uh, condition. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. You got a dream car, mate? If money wasn't any object, or have you got a shed plan? Or what, um, you know? look, probably since I saw, you know, Mad Max when I was younger, it's always been an XA or an XB hardtop. Yeah, um, and that hasn't really changed. No. Um, Varying on the day, I might say XA or XB, but yeah, that's about as far <laughs> yeah, as that about, goes. It's about as much flexibility as you've got. Doesn't yeah. really matter. They're still hard to buy because of the the price of the bloody things. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Yeah. So currently we have the Cobra. We also have the Ute that you turned up in. What's yeah. The Ute, mate? So as a Cobra, I've got the uh, BF Falcon RTV Ute as the daily. Yeah. Um, that's a sort of a do anything machine. Put it's got a five speed in it. Um, take it anywhere. Um, so that's nice. Diff locker in the back. Yep. Um, all the standard RTV stuff, I suppose. Yep. And um, then as well, I do have in pieces in the backyard a uh, Series Three Land Rover with a one eight six in it. Oh. Um, sure. But that was that was a massive impulse buy. That was I think eight hundred <laughs> eight hundred dollars a year ago. And um, <laughs> I basically rolled it into the shed at our rental, um, cut the tray off it with a reciprocating saw, and um, <laughs> bought a tub. And yeah, that's about as far as it's gone. So <laughs> I, I don't, don't see. Up to Dunny Do, mate. Get some work on the one eight six. Get some triples. <laughs> That's it. But um, yeah, I think that will be probably leaving the stable soon because now that I've got the Fox body, I sort of want to pour as much into that as I can, and it would just be a yeah. bit of a distraction, I guess. Yeah, no, a bit the same. I mean, I talk about doing that Chevy Love, which has kind of disappeared from the conversations a bit lately, but. You know, I'm either driving that bloody Nash or thinking about the next job to do on it. You know, yep. it's sort of easy to just keep involving yourself in your one vehicle. We haven't heard about the Corvair for a while. What's going on with that, too? Oh, I don't know. Dennis is selling the house up and all sorts of stuff going on. I'm a bit hard to know where we're going to be playing with it, so I'm just sort of happy to put it at the back of the mind for the time being. Yeah, right. And I guess with mum and that, too, I've sort of, you know, more different focuses at the minute. While we're getting mum through a bit of recovery, happy Mother's Day to everybody for last Sunday, which... You know, is tomorrow in our uh, studio time. <laughs> Space time continues. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Okay, now you've been getting your head around all, so- all sorts of events and all sorts of action, mate. What, what what type of events are really yours? You know, what do you love? Yeah, I reckon the best one I've <clears throat> gone to so far is uh, <clears throat> Muscle Car Madness down in the South Island of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I went there in January 2020, so right before COVID, but when it was still sort of hitting the news. So I was sitting in the airport and, you know, there's guys coughing all around me and I'm like, am I going to get this, get this plague here or is this, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able to come back? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I flew across there on a Friday and came back on Sunday morning and that's my one and only international travel so far. <laughs> yeah. um, but that event was really cool. I guess you'd call it like a muscle car man. Sorry, you'd call it like a chopped combined with summonats or something like that. Yeah. Um, just a really laid back thing and guys build cars just for that. 
with you know crazy tractor tires and rust everywhere and yeah, you yeah. know Centurion sixteen fifty cube V12s and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, that was really cool, and um, that's actually the only event where someone has made me drink a shot before they'd uh, let me talk to them for a caption. <laughs> so we're, we're cruising around there at night and um, with Al Ritchie, who's an awesome photographer, and yeah. Um, yeah, these guys were just doing shots, and they gave me some sort of weird pink coloured peach flavored thing and they go drink this first <laughs> maybe we should start doing that in the podcast studio yeah well, <laughs> every guest has to do a <clears throat> shot before we start no well, i did it when benny hewlett um the sleepover stories over at my place and even i we, can tell yeah <laughs> me and benny we all but he put down a shot before we got into our conversation and that was uh, i can't remember what the hell that was he brought what was it, no, it was like that, a honey, no, honey he, whiskey no, he, shit, he had mead but i poured us shots of mead. Um, of denny dave's bloody whiskey Oh, that's right. Bloody blew me off. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised the even part took, but I was, yeah, no, it was a good moment. So once I get off this bloody zero license, mate, I'll be able to have a shot with you every time when I turn up, and then when I walk out three hours later, I'll be fine. I don't need fucking any encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two big nights in a row. I'm... Yeah, no, very cool. Well, you've got something we added into our Never Late Eight to get made. Oh, yeah, nine, yeah, so the mate. number nine question. Yeah, no, it's actually I'm putting it in at eight so we can still close on our inspiration. All right. Know? So, yeah, number eight question, Scotty. Favourite TV or movie car, Jagger? Ooh, gee, I think I've already given it away here with the uh, Pursuit special. Yes, uh, Black on Black, Mad Max. Yeah. Um, the minute I saw that car or watched the movie the first time, it just, you know, had me hooked. Yeah. And living down Geelong as well, you know, all the backdrops of that movie and stuff. Yeah. Just sort of Pretty elevate close. it further. Absolutely. Yeah. So you like it in the fir- in, in its first uh, ev- ev- evolution or you, do you like it in the second one? Yeah, no, I, I like the first with the with the full nose cone and yeah. the, uh, you know, on you can same. really see that, that prop, why they call it the black on black, you know, the yeah. two-tone with the gloss over the mat or yeah, whichever yeah. way it yeah. is. Absolutely. That really talks to me. Yeah, agree. And on the end now at number nine, we've got words of inspiration, mate. Is there? Uh, look, I'm sure it's been said before, but I'm just going to say don't be afraid to get your cars dirty. Um, I know that's that's probably easier for me to say because none of my cars have respectable paint or, or other yeah, colleges. Right. And easy for me to second for the same reason. Yep, <laughs> yep. But um, one of my best memories of that recently was um, I went up to that Running an Empty Festival um, yep. with Heath and uh, Luke Hunter. And um, basically going to from Condobolin to um, to Cobar, I guess there were sort of two ways we could go. Yeah, one was a bit roundabout, but it was all on sort of paved roads. Yeah, and the other one was this uh, sort of dirt track for about two hundred k's. Yeah, and um, Heath, being Heath, kind of directed me towards the the dirt. <laughs> um, it was great to start with, um, but turns out there'd been a lot of heavy rain, and the dirt pretty soon turned into mud. Yeah, um, but it was good fun. We made it through. The yeah. um, LSD helped, and probably our boot full of gear in the back weighed the car down, so that was good <laughs> enough for traction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I um, I wouldn't go so far as suggesting the water crossings that we did. Um, <laughs> don't get your carpets soggy, but <laughs> 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 but uh, aside from that, it was good fun, and that's something I'll remember for quite a long time. Yeah, and we wouldn't have had that memory if we just gone the, you know. The dry way, I guess. No, definitely. I've said that about hot rod and like roadsters in the rain. You know, eventually yep. you get warm and you get dry, but the memory you've still got, you know, you and your mate laughing your asses off as you get caught out in the pissing rain. Yeah, spot yeah. on. Good value. Love it. Um, I was going to try and do a little bit more over your last three years with Street Machine. So highlights, we've got the Muscle Car Madness in New Zealand. What's another big highlight? Look, Summer Nats is always awesome. Um, 
because we've got guys across sort of every state and you know some international um some of that's almost some of that's in drag challenge sort of become our christmas parties in a way because yeah. that's the only time everyone's together yeah and you can sort of you know chat a bit of shit and have a few beers outside of work or while we're editing stuff yeah um so probably summer nats is always a real highlight um the first time a drag challenge was awesome because uh back in 2019 i hadn't had a heap of exposure to race cars and that sort of stuff yeah so getting to follow them around for a week was really fun yeah um even if you're running on sort of three or four hours sleep every night and <laughs> you're trying <laughs> to drag yourself up but you just do it yeah I've seen a little bit of that with um, Christine Carr of Hot Rod and Custom Images. Like she's only yeah. recent to drag racing, but the photos she's turning out, the passion she's got for the, you know, but it's all going to come to her late as the daughter of a hot rodder, you know. But yep. Yeah, you know, it's great to see the way, you know, people get excited at that, you know, kickoff. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, daunting moments, mate? Anything uh, in the role that's really daunted you heavily? Um, probably going from doing the video stuff to actually going out and doing events and just having to sort of, work up that social energy, I guess, to go and approach random people about their cars and oh. that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it does get easier as time goes on, but, you know, that sort of was something yeah. I had to overcome a little bit at the start. Well, we both feel that, don't we, Adrian? Yeah. You know, yeah. We'll, go, we'll go to an event and he'll shoot a heap of roaming footage and a bit of time-lapse stuff and we go, we'll drive away going, yeah, we probably could have talked to some more people. You know, you just yeah. try and build that side as we go along. But... Yeah. And, and you know that, you know, 99.9% of people are more than happy to talk your ear off about cars for you know two hours or more oh absolutely um, especially their own you know? yes <laughs> so, yes absolutely yeah but it's just um yeah overcoming that that yeah. thing but you know we've had a couple of wins too like we spoke to the guy at um pretty much show cars melbourne with his original old camera because scotty loves camaras and he turned out <laughs> winning best original for that car <laughs> in a world of cars you know that bloke got a trophy and we just happened to chat to him and, yeah, same as like Jamie at St Anne's Winery. We catch up with him and then find out later he won Sponsor's Choice. But he's just a dear friend and part of our podcast now. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> well, it normally pays off. Yeah, it's that's it. Favourite people across the scene that we love. Honestly, I've got to say Heath again. Yeah. Um, that guy's um, just enthusiasm for cars in general is just massive and it never seems to wear thin. Yep. Even though he's, you know, spent really the last eight years of his life building that Tirana. He's still just as keen about it, I'm sure, as he was when he was, you know, we, 10 years younger. Heath, that's the, he just got his car to MotorX, yeah? That's yes. the one? Yeah. The yep. blue one. Yeah, yep. the blue one. Blue yep. and orange one. Yeah. One of the few guys that probably actually drove into Street Elite yeah, I um, saw on his, the highway. <laughs> I saw his post. It's like, yeah, there's more ways to get into um, MotorX or something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> probably got a couple of others, actually. Yeah. Um, Your boss. You know, I've got. To, I was going to say, I've got to shout out Telfo. Um, <laughs> he just just never stops. Um, He's gone incognito too. Trimmed the beard off. He has. When I rocked up to MotorX, I hadn't seen him for a little bit, and he was he was barely recognisable. <laughs> Maybe that was his mo. I'm not sure. Yeah. To uh, get a bit of peace and quiet, almost. But yeah, um, he could be right too. Yeah, Telfo's a legend. And um, one more that's probably we'll get a mention in this mag somewhere is um, Sean Tanner. Oh yeah. Um, we spent a fair bit of time on the road together. Um, on the last drag challenge yep. and you know when you're in the car with someone for five six seven hours or whatever a day you either start to really like them or you hate them yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> luckily for both of us we got on like a house on fire we have you know similar taste in music and cars and yeah you know so we're um i'd say we're good mates now yeah uh, awesome great to know there you go well that's got me about covered in the lead up mate we probably need to get into this mag review and get one of the contributors thoughts on this on this mag 
Absolutely, and I've put some exclamation points next to the word cover, which I wrote all in caps, but geez, it's a good-looking good looking mag. It's still an inch shorter than you like a mayo, but... Uh, yeah, I got. To, I still I still don't like the... It just doesn't feel right to the me. The short anyway, format. Yeah, it's my, okay, it's okay. Yeah. My understanding of that is two sort of things. Apparently, it is better for a bit of graphic design. Not that I'm a graphic designer, but that's yeah. what I've been told, and also... I think what it really came down to was we either made the next shorter or we put less pages in it. Yeah, right. And I think I think we went the right way with yeah, that. Yeah, the girth's still a good thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Don't mind a bit of girth in me, Mag. Of course. In the what? Sorry? Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> mag or man? I thought we'd clarify. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> okay, mate. Have you got a top car in this magazine, Jacker? Yeah, so I'm going to roll with... Page 99, we've got the uh, Mark I Esky two-door. Oh, I love that you've gone for that. So that was uh, Adam Smith's car, and I think this one we basically spotted at an event somewhere, and it kind of blew our minds. Yeah, well, I saw the little photo of it, I think, a couple of issues back where a, pro- where a feature was promised. Yeah, I think that was at, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the event now, but uh, London Park Motorfest. Yeah, yeah that's it, yeah, because you covered London fun. Park. Yeah. I did, yep, and I saw it there, and we, uh, we kind of had it in the pipeline already at that point. Yeah. I thought this was the one you were talking about last time because it had the Mazda engine in it. And I'm thinking, um, yeah, CX yep. CX9. I thought, yeah, it, which yeah. is unless something's changed, the CX9 was always a 2.5. Yeah, so changed. from what I understand here, it's yeah the block from a CX9 and then with the uh, EcoBoost Mustang crank. So it's a ah oh, yeah destroyed. That'd yep. change it. Yep. Yep. Yep, um, and I'm sure it's the yeah, first time we've cool. had a. Yeah, I'm sure it's the first time we've had a CX9 uh, engine in the mag anyway. Yeah, and again, the, well, to be honest, I'm surprised they're not used because those turbo Mazda engines, um, like I've had a bit to do with them when I was selling them. The you know this is going back how long, but those MPS Mazdas absolutely scream, and yeah. they're probably a bit of a one to watch as far as you know. You, putting them in these things and that sort of thing because like those MPS 3s and 6s absolutely hammer. Yep. And, I, and I suppose it's got to start somewhere. You know, someone's yeah. got to put the first one in for someone to read this mag and go, you know what, maybe that's what I need to put in me dado. Or, I always you know. try talking the boss into putting putting one of the 2.5 turbos into an MX-5. Yep. yep. I, I like that. Be, that would be bloody amazing because an M- MX-5, Awesome car to drive. They're just they just got no oomph to them, which yeah. they're not really meant to. They're meant to be a driving car. But well, that one out of my place has got a little snail on it, and it gives it a bit of it gives it a bit of oomph. But it needs to rebuild the motor and that. But again, like you know, Simon's got a R thirty two Skyline, but he's also got this MX five for the way they drive. You know, they were built as a sports car. Oh, they, they are. You know, they, you struggle a- to find a better car to actually you know throw into a corner yeah. for the money. I think they're just they're brilliant. Yeah, all of that. What are you going for top car, Adrian? Uh, I've got my usual two, but number one was uh, page 34, Greg Eslerk's HQ. Now, I've seen this car a few times. It's the first time I've seen it with the new wheels. And, um, look, I'm not big on the wire wheel look unless it's on, like, a low rider or something, but this – Change the wheels up. It's a different car and absolutely love it. And have a look at it, just dead yeah. arrow straight. I've always loved it with the wire wheels just because it was the only one, I guess, the way 
yeah. it was, and it's always been such a spectacular car. But I do love the version with that it is now with the other wheels yeah, on the, it. But the interior, the interior blows my mind. There's one of your special mentions it. gone. Yep, love it. But yeah, Jesus, yeah, that side profile with the with with that. Just the way it sits, just everything about it, I love it. And I again, love that car. tough and as fuck, isn't and, it? And again, could have been stanced by our mate. Well, I saw, I sent a picture of it today, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, it's cool." Where, what was his comments? Uh, where are we? Where are we? No, the, the stance on the thing is phenomenal. Like you said, that oh, side shot, unreal. it yeah. doesn't get much better than that. So shot by apparently body Chris done Darragan. by Jason Hockter, prepped by Jason Hockter. Now I don't know who that is, but yeah, killer body on it. Jason Hockter prepped it all. Yep, there you go. But no, gorgeous car. There's not many HQs that Dave doesn't know. So get Greg Eslick number one on uh, AO's top picks. But no, yep. where are we going now, mate? What was your other one? Uh, number two was the cover car, the forty nine. The spinner. Yeah, that's. Um, Page 26, uh, Brett Hennedine, is it? Hewardine? Uh, Hewardine, Hewardine, yep. Hewardine. Um, they are just a, they're a cool shape car. Um, and like the article says, you don't really see them get what you'd, I don't know, what you'd class as a street machine treatment i suppose they're all you know hot rods lead sleds that sort of thing and I, I just think he's done a fantastic job on it it looks it looks brilliant um yep agreed. i've said it before well, i'm not a big fan of those short and ugly injector hats but you know it's not my car so i don't really care yeah but, it was the front know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to knock points off it for that but um that what, fo- a, what a car what a that, build. that head on photo scotty on 32 Ah, uh, yeah, that was nearly my tough shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely tossed that one around as tough shot. That's killer. Uh, Good well, color. I actually thought it was a flip paint. There's a, I think in the contents page, I thought Shit, he's, so, he's gone backwards to the 2000s and putting flip paint on it. But I think it's just a, just a nice candy, candy red that changes. Yeah, so, um, I can't no, read that. Do love candy that hail, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, PPG candy hell bent. Hell bent. Oh, there you go. Beautiful car. Uh, well, we're all find our points of difference because when we go to page fifty-five, Scotty. Gosh, is this a is this going to be an episode where none of us have got the same pa- bit, same pick? Well, you know, I've got a bit of doesn't happen very often. Got a bit of Boris jealousy that Boris got to hang out with that one, mate. That's cool as shot by your mate Jordan Least as well. Yeah, I put this one in as a special mention. So like you can't. Can't yeah. leave that out. So Mike Roycroft and your 75 VJ Valiant Ranger, I'm a big fan of that. And yeah. and I dare say somewhere within 20Ks of where we're sitting at the moment, there could be a neglected VJ Valiant sitting behind a shed in a backyard. You know, these cars could still get built. You know, they haven't sort of ran themselves out of the price market yet. So uh, Take a look at that shot on 56, that side profile. It almost looks like it's been painted in that, uh, you know, Vanta black colour. Yeah. It's, so, it's so dark. It's like a black hole. It's just sucking all the light in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it, looks uh, it does. It's a good-looking car. I like it. Really big fan of that. But also, I went a second car, which was, um, well, now I've got to find it, Giovanni in Tarusi, uh, the LC GDR. Um, yeah. That was hard to leave out, that one. Yeah. Yep. I just, 
RB30, but, you know, just bought the running gear, bought the car, or had the running gear, bought the car, threw it in. But I just, I like it. And the fact that, you know, it's got six cylinders, not eight, I think pretty and much. And again, just a GTR, not an XG1. I've always been a fan of just the plain old GTR, just the, the more say the styling and the decal badge yeah. design on them. I think there's a lot nicer. Yeah, no, it's a really yeah. neat car. But then in all caps with exclamation marks really revealing the editing hand, I went, nah, fuck it. It's every car. <laughs> because every car in there is killer. Everything's got a story, you know. It's another one of those one those issues, I reckon. It did yeah. come out to a really good lineup, and uh, Rod's even took note of that. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really. Yeah. Again, so if we're not picking your car, it's you know, it's nothing against the car because there's just can only pick so many. Yep. So, moving along to best of the builds on page yep. 114, Scotty, for reference. Page 115, we had that XP Falcon down the bottom. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and I think that's just basically a bunch of young blokes um, all sort of banding around the shed. I think it almost said that they're uh, still in high school maybe. Yeah, I, look, I really struggled but he understand it because I was looking at old mate with his bucket hat and his high-vis on and then <laughs> I sort of read um, it wasn't until I mentioned it to my mates at school. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, you know, just sort of, unless all his mates were doing kid pickups, I assumed <laughs> that might be dad or... Granddad, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking if it is a bunch of young guys, that could be a really cool thing to yeah. keep an eye out on, and hopefully we see it down the line yeah. in um, in readers' rides or something. Yeah, and the thing I picked up on, so Mitchell Jorgie with the XP Falcon, the thing I picked up on was that it was the mate's enthusiasm that really made it yep. start moving forward. You know, yep. so that's really good to see. Yeah, if I had mates that were really into cars in high school when I was starting to get into cars as well, I yeah. might have been a few years ahead on sort of where I am now. I might be, uh, you know bit more skilled up. I don't yeah, know. We'll Maybe that's just making an excuse. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> um, mate in Ballarat, Clarky, Dave Clark's got the toughest 55 Chev run around Ballarat, black one, blown, big block, cool as. But him and I were sitting together at Buddy St. Pat's College and I'd bring in the Saturday <laughs> car section of the age. Yep. I bought a 57 Chev at 14. He's ended up building this killer 55. But we never really hung out much over the years or, you know, like when we were 18, 19, we weren't direct mates, you know. Yep. So, yeah, interesting the way it all turns around. Hmm. Just uh, the one from yeah. the in the build, mate? Yeah, just the one for me. Yeah. Thought I'd leave some for the rest of you. Yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> I think I've got three, so I'll go last. Adrian, what do you got next, mate? I just got the one. I've got, uh, where are we, page 117, uh, Joshua's TD Cortina. Yep. Um, now, I picked this because... As a as a kid, um, speaking of kids, my kids out there having a sook about something. Um, <laughs> as a kid, there was a I'm pretty sure there was a Ralphus design of a Cortina with you know in typical Ralphus fashion with the shaker at the bonnet and the big fat tires and that. And I wanted to build one. I wanted one. I wanted a TD TC Cortina with a V8 and a shaker out of the hump. Yep. The hump on yep. the bonnet. Yeah. So yep. that, that, that just took me back to the uh, memories and I thought, yeah, they're still a cool-looking car. I, I do prefer the uh, the square headlight version, but um, cool shape. Yep. And with a V8 in them, they were, they were a bloody cool car. I mean, even without a V8 in them, they were yeah, fast. Yeah, again, 250 and manual, they're a good Those fun Those 250 car. things were pretty insane, but, um, but yeah, I mate. don't know. There was just something about the – there was actually a few Cordys getting around 
um, with V, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s with V8 conversions and, and they all had the little shaker poking out the, the bonnet hump and it just, it just looked cool as. Mate had a red one run around Ballarat, ready sort of orange-coloured one, bought from a local speed shop. So, yeah. We've actually cool had... Thing. We've actually had a lot of um, Cordy's, mostly the you know Mark One, Mark Two sort of things in a uh, young Smotty, yep. young Street Machine of the Year. So it oh, seems I'm blown um, away. I'm blown away by what's in there. Yeah, it's amazing stuff in there. But um, yeah, it seems the Cortinas are still fairly attainable. Yeah, yeah. for a lot of young guys, which is cool. No, it's really cool. Um, and now I'm going for the Kyle Grimer VH Charger, and for some reason at 11:30 last night, I decided it was a really good idea to read this one. <laughs> so. I'm building my uncle's 72 vintage E55 Valiant Charger, which was featured in the December 84 to 85, uh, oh, December 84 to January 85 issue of Street Machine, running a cranky 340. He passed away in 02 when I was only four years old, but when I was around eight, I started getting into Valiants and bought my first one at age 10, a CLU. Started collecting and building charges to replicate my uncle's, but I'd get halfway through a resto and be like, this isn't the car. In 2016, thanks to Facebook and forums, I tracked down the owner who had my uncle's car. We got talking and I told him the story, but sadly I couldn't afford to buy it at the time. Fast forward to May 2020 and I got a message from the owner offering me first dibs on the car and I instantly agreed. I went home and told mum and dad with happy tears streaming down my face and that weekend my dad and I headed to Aubrey to pick up the car and bring her home to her family. Three years on, a lot of blood, sweat and hard work from Dad, Mum and myself have gone into this car to get it back to her former glory, all in memory of my uncle. My dad's done all the body work and I've done the paint. We're going to try and get it to Summonats next year and I've promised Mum the first drive in honour of her brother. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, really good. But the other thing I noticed in here too, um, if you look at... Adam Foreman uh, with the HZ1 tonner um, from being in the family from new, building a crazy drag challenge build out of it, but it's been there since new. And the Matt Kalia HZ Resto, which must be over the page, yeah, on 116, um, parents HZ doing a resto on it. So the family connection in those cars is amazing. 620,000 Ks, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they're getting its birthday. But all great projects and all great builds. Yeah, so I don't know. I must have been brimming with enthusiasm late last night, I think. But yeah. So from there, we go on to the reader's pride. I know my first mention was at page 135 to give us a bit. I know 132 it starts, the old uh, rocket section, the one feature, and then moves in. Yeah, so I've gone something a bit different this time. I've gone the uh, little Datsun 1200 Ute yeah, on uh, 137. Yep, got it there. Xavier Smith. Yep, just something a little bit different. Still still attainable for a younger person. Yep. Um, and just something you don't really see very often. You know, I don't think hooking around in the streets. Yeah, that's it. And, I mean, driving that little one pillar two Ute around, like that would be cool as, but, you know, like a Ranger would go a lot better and do everything a lot nicer but the fact that you know kids will throw pea plates on these things you know drive that nostalgic angle i love yep. it yeah. i see he's, he's looking to the future as well with it i think he says um i even thought about a 13b rotary of course we've got the also go with the basic sr20 or ca18 yep so it's not quite done yet which is cool yeah no i like it and we've got another buddy got another escort there david fitzsimmons that's a bit cool but um 
What did you go, mate, Adrian, Raiders Pride? Uh, page 134, I went for um, Nick's XD with the drop tank. Oh, yep, yep. Don't know. I've said it before, I still like the uh, XD, EXF Falcons. Except for the door handles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all part of it. Well, on 135, I've gone with David Ailey's, Dave Ailey's HZ Ute. I just want to hear it. New it fits st- nicely as well. Yeah, new stroke 308, solid lifters, yellow terror, roller rockers, L34 heads, brawler 750. But, yeah, I don't know. I just want to hear it running. Yeah. You heard my car today, mate. Reckon it sounds all right, the Nash? Did. It sounded very nice. yeah. I reckon I just like a bit of that mechanical noise in the engine bay, I reckon. Yep. Something about a solid lifted bloody small block of any sort. I think that's why you pulled over, not to let me <clears> catch <throat> up, just to uh, just to give it a bit of stick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jump out jumps out into the traffic well. Yep. <laughs> um so I also went with Waremo Serenki's sixty four Impala. Um, yeah, that thing's cool. With the thugging plates. But, yeah, I'm just a big fan of that engravery work on low riders and stuff. It's a cool car. So. Nice. Yeah, nice. But that was about me. That was limited myself to two. Yep. Coming right Sunday along. sesh. Sunday sesh. Okay, for that one, uh, I had, what is it, 144. Uh, at the very bottom, we got Gary Teague's um, caddy, I think Yeah, it is. I... That's yeah. my pick too. That's, um, you, that's beautiful. Yeah, shot. you could park that car up anywhere and it would make the backdrop look cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that just adds to it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's I saw a, saw a bit of a video on Instagram, I think, recently. I'll chuck it on my story or something of um, one of those cruising along at, at dusk, kind of like that, yeah. over in the States. And it was just, if that doesn't make you want one, yeah. <laughs> like nothing will. Yeah, nothing will at all. Yeah. I know, the old caddies are just damn... Damn cool! I'd have one for sure. Now, where did you um, go? With I also that? went. I, I went for that one, but just above it, there's an XA coupe mm. of Triple S photography. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, a yeah that's a tough car. That's a really tough car. Um, yeah, Triple S photography. That's the one. Not a fan of that. Okay, page one forty-two. Jack Houlihan. Oh uh, yeah, that one probably found its way into the. Um, Sunday folder a little while back. We were digging through <laughs> and just finding some, you know, bits and pieces to pat it out a bit. Yeah. Um, and that one was um, up at Gazanats, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can feel that moment. Yeah. yeah it's good yeah. fun. Yeah, no, that's a ripper. But also went uh, 143 with the Lacey South shot of the Grey Beauty. I've been following that for a little while. It was posted in, I think, Custom Cars Oz member too. Yeah, I don't think I know anything about that one, but... It is very cool. That's kind of what stopped me from picking it because I couldn't, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't explain it. <laughs> no, nah, we'll see. Yeah, it doesn't stop me. I don't want a little lack of knowledge getting my way. <laughs> Not ever. Um, and also 145, I like the uh, Mike Stevens shot. Uh, where are we, 145? Yeah, uh, which yep. is Patsy. Yep. Bit of a favourite of the Never Late. It's got a Never Late podcast sticker on the back window of that XT wagon too. Yeah, I think that was up at our little uh, Unique Cars and Coffee we ran yep. uh, a few months ago. Yeah, came out quite well. There you go, and yeah, and then plus everything else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, moving on to tough shot. Tough shots. Let's Would see. you believe out of all the things, I, I I only picked one. I mean, you could go on, you could go on and on, but I picked uh, page one twenty seven. Yep. It's just it was. I mean that whole that whole uh, article. 
on um, the no prep kings thing was um, was basically a huge tough shot. But I don't know that that purple thing you can you can actually picture it just bogging down and going straight down that uh, that track. Yeah, well, notorious on that same page as one of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, over here, one twenty six. Yep. I definitely put that down. Yep, as well as the front shot of the spinner. Yeah, uh, but also fifty eight, fifty nine, Scotty. If you can pull them up. Just the tough shot of that valve. Yep. Those pipes are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's me for tough shot. Yeah, Jacko. Sweet. Look, I've gone pretty minimalistic for this one, but um, page 112 at the very bottom, there's a little shot of the uh, AUXR8 doing a burnout. Yeah. And um, yeah, something yeah. about that just spoke to me. Um, I think that was a shot by... Uh, by Noah Thorley, who's one of our um, guys we've been um, dealing with a little bit lately for some photos, and he's been absolutely killing it, and yep. you'll see him everywhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really like those uh, AU Series 1 body kits with the big kind of um, big kind of skirt on them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, remind me of an old, I don't know, old Need for Speed game or something like that where you'd, where you'd see one of those in the opening scene somewhere. Yeah. I just like how they've got the old – got a tunnel ram on it. That was yep. cool. Yep. I've got that silver AU coming past me any morning where I park on Dowling Street, mate. I'm going to get – I'll have to get a spot a photo of that silver one eventually, the tweed <laughs> on it, Scoop. Is that the one with the GT stripes? The silver phase, one? The phase 3 GT stripe? No, 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 no. Oh, there's a white one, sorry. There's yeah, a white one. Yeah, it's, it's got, got it's got uh, phase three GT stripes. Yeah, and the crazy <laughs> yeah, right. and crazy injection setup and stuff too. It's got a real mad intake and but yep. every bloody bell and whistle hanging off the outside of it too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another car for the list, like a tick for T series or something like yeah. that. Have my you... um my brother's first car actually that he bought in twenty twenty, my younger brother, was a uh, red series three AU XR six. Oh yeah. Um leather sunroof. Pretty much the whole lot, aside from being manual. Yeah. Um, but he sold that stupidly and bought a uh, Subaru Outback. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he did come to his senses, and now he's bought a uh, FG yeah. uh, G6. Yeah. But that AU was a pretty cool thing, and um, I think that actually made its way into the mag here somewhere in the background of all four day. Yep. Uh, a kid even younger than him bought it, and you know, put Simmons on it and ceramic coated it and did all the yeah, all yeah. the things. Oh, she do it. But they're cool. Yeah. They really, I think, as you mentioned in a previous episode, they um, really came good as time went on. From yeah. the early designs, to the later ones, they started to yeah, figure their shit out a bit. Yeah, the last of the AUs was was actually not a bad looking car. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, now, AO, have you pulled? Have you pulled the poster out of your magazine? I haven't. No. Have you got the magazine there? Yeah. Can you pull the poster out? Would Would you do it for me? I mean, it's gonna. It's going to destroy the magazine and any collectible bloody potential it has because I want you to have a look at the spinner and then I want you to flip it over and have a look at the Valiant and just can you can you do a QC on the spinner photo because we're uh, we're privy to a bit of insider information. Notice a little bit of pixelation in that image, mate, around window edges and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it is. Um... Yeah, yeah been, the whole thing's pixelated. Yeah, it seems like there's been a bit of a glitch in our system somewhere and a photo hasn't gone through as it should, so um, we're still trying enough. to figure that one out. Not bloody good enough. <laughs> no, yeah, but, it's unfortunate. But I, thought, I want my high-res posters that I'll never put on the wall. And as, and, as, <laughs> and as unfortunate it is, I thought it was just nice to know there's a bit of ownership on the situation too, so therefore it gets solved. Oh, you know, probably, I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have even noticed it. Is it only on the poster or is it in the feature as well? 
it I think it made its way into the, the main picture of the feature, unfortunately. But it's um, oh, it has too, mo- yeah. most of them are fine, but it's just those two, I think. Yeah, it has. I mean, you got yeah, you'd have to have a sharp eye to pick pick up on that. But yeah. Anyway, we'll let you off the hook this well, time. Well, again, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't until we were chatting this morning that I knew it. So, you know, I clearly didn't pick up on it at the time, but, yeah. yeah well, there you go. Yeah, no. Not everyone's perfect. <laughs> no, yep. that's it. Um, anything else? The honourable honourable mentions. Yeah. I know Jacob was putting a few down. Let's see. I had one just mentioned about the Dirty Stuff article about the EV trucks. It's sort of my world at the moment. I found that interesting. Yeah, I didn't not, see not the, really an honourable mention. It was just a mention. Yeah, no, I put it in there too. But it's just nice because it's tackled with a bit of you know a bit of honesty and a bit of accountability in the conversation. But um, I put it down anyway. One twenty-two, a special mention. I actually haven't given that yarn a read yet, so I'll have to catch up on that afterwards. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I did have an honourable mention, and it was that um, basically that whole VL shoot. Um, oh, yep. In the. Uh, let me find the page here. It was, uh, let's see, 84. Um, that car just looks right at home in that luxury sort of showroom or dealership or whatever it is. Um, the whole thing's just, just yep. super clean, basically. Yep. And I'm not a big VL guy or anything, but um, something about the combination of the shoot and the lighting and that car uh, might turn me around. Who did the photos on that one? Yes, yeah, so this was actually... Um, what was his name? Trackside Images. I can't remember his, his real name, but um, he sort of came to us, I think, with the shoot already in hand. Um, yeah. And we were we were pretty impressed by it. And, yeah, we, we gave it a run. So um, that might be a name we start That's seeing cool. more and more in the mag, hopefully. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, I, I almost put it down as a, as a mention, but, like, how many... VLs, can you? Yeah, well, just yeah, <laughs> just quickly pulling us backwards, just back to dirty stuff. I did mark up a couple of parts of the um, article by William Porker on the EV truck, um, but and the and the range of this model, you'll be lucky to travel 300 k's. That's not even halfway from Sydney to Melbourne. Volvo says that this truck is not suitable for long distance haulage, and although the prime movers will be assembled at the company's Brisbane plant, expected production of the on-road vehicles will not happen until 2025. Uh, Unless battery technology radically improves in the next couple of years, short-range electric trucks will blow a hole in the federal government's plan for 43% reduction of national carbon emissions by 2030. And on to say, clearly Volvo is dead serious about selling these trucks, which will be useful in uh, in the cities but there is a long way to go before we see them on the highways of Australia. Janus Electric has been converting second-hand trucks to electric power, but I don't reckon they will have overcome the battery life problem and the only electric ute currently on the market, the LDV ET60, with a towing capacity of 1,000 kilograms and a driving range of 330 kilometres, is priced at a staggering 100,000. So they're just a couple of little points that I just, I don't know. My mate said to me that people are idiots. I said, yeah, but every now and again you can educate a couple of people. I'm not saying we have idiots in our audience, but I'll just keep on spruiking the buddy a little bit bit of common sense into the conversation every now and then. There's there's just, there's zero common sense when you're talking to people about EVs. I'm dealing with it on a daily basis. Yeah, Um, I know. You know, it's just, the the issue I have with it is, is, um, 
all these, I don't care what anyone says, oh, battery tech and this and that. Don't give me that bullshit. You can't tell me the batteries and the EV motors cost more than putting an internal combustion together. There's so many more moving parts. There's so many, so much more to internal combustion engine compared to, you know, whatever else. I mean, I know there's a lot of work going into the mining and shit of a battery, but I'm sorry. These EV, people that are making EVs are just taking the piss. Yeah. Um, yep. They're overcharging for the shit. Um, you know, they want the governments and everybody wants the governments to go and buy and use these things, but they don't give you any government discounts. Um, I was actually literally, I got access to the state government pricing of vehicles within my job. I was on there looking the other day. Not one of them. I think the, the biggest discount on an EV we can get a government or anybody who's on that that, that purchasing contract is $1,000. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. just bull- that's, that's just bullshit. If you want people to buy them, be yeah. fair income about getting – because, you know, you, you put that towards, say, you know, not being a brand ambassador or anything, but say if we go buy a Toyota Camry, Ford Ranger – you know, government discount could be anywhere from five to ten grand off yep. the retail price of, of the car. Yep. Where's where's the big discounts on EVs? You want people to buy them? I'm sorry, it's just it's out of control, and you, they're just taking the piss. I'm sorry. And you know, I I I raised it with um, once again, I'm not going to say a name, but we were invited to a, a demo here at one of our local dealerships. And we went up and I quizzed them. I said, well, why is this car so dear? Well, it's basically a $30,000 car with a $30,000 battery. Yeah, well, that's all well and good. But how can you justify the battery as being $30,000? Well, that's it. And, again, you know, how can, you're going to have conversations because if the price was the same, then we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Because they're certainly you know, not paying the poor kids in the Congo any big money to dig out the lithium that they need. <laughs> I yelled that at a Tesla that was messing me around on the road the other day. Oh, car confidential. How many African kids did you send down the mines today, mate? That's, I mean, this is the <laughs> and, thing. And our local climate change protester, which basically I did remind him that my car is 100% recycled and said, how many thousands of EVs do we need to build to make you happy? <laughs> and last night I said, well, what are you going to drive these cars on, this stuff? You know how much petrol's in bitumen, mate? Yeah, <laughs> that's <Ashville>. fair. <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, just keep meeting anyway. with a bit of common sense on Sturt Street. The EVs. I mean, look, the EV stuff is good in theory, but I couldn't get over twenty. Don't come to me with saying, "Oh, it's because of the batteries are so much bullshit." We'd re- we'd it's be reviewing not- the EV magazine, except for the cover price. Yeah, <laughs> AO picked up one the other day. It's twenty three dollars ninety nine on performance EVs. I genuinely thought you were taking the piss when you said about an EV maker. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, no, what was it, mate? EV maker or um, something. Oh, okay. I've got a picture of it here. Did yeah, I put it took up, a photo of it. Up on the... Took a photo of it. Couldn't buy the magazine at 24 bucks. EV builder's guide, Your convert your car to electric, EV builder's guide, um, and it's twenty three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a magazine. So not only are they taking the piss of... Gouging you if you want to buy an EV. Yeah. Um, you buy an EV related mag, they're, they're shoving <laughs> it up your ass too, that one. <laughs> Double the price there too. 
Yeah, hey, there you go. Anyway. Actually, on the, um, on the topic of pricing, sorry, I've got a um, mate that's just EV converted his uh, first generation Toyota MR2. Yeah. And um, I mean, he's done it with all the good stuff, I think, but he wants 50K for that. And that's probably what he's got in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Never like classifieds. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> yeah, plug. But that, sort of, but that sort of thing is, that sort of thing is kind of cool. And I, I don't mind that. Like, there's a, I think there's a guy in Queensland that, that'll you know, convert your Beetle or, and that sort yeah. of stuff to, to an EV. And, you know, I, I, I don't mind that. I just feel like, I just yep. feel like any, I don't know, I just feel like any of these conversations around benefits are kind of still pandering to that worse agenda, you know, like yep. even the performance, oh, heaps of talk, this, that. I'm really, I'm yep. saying, you know, Satan would take a risky in the short term. <laughs> but eventually, you know what he's wanting. You know, so, you know, but um, <laughs> that's about as PG as I've ever put that conversation yep. to. By the way, so you know, feel <laughs> well done. Yeah. I'll be happy for that. <laughs> I'll just mark that. They're, they're, com- they're coming. There's no doubt. But you know, and they're just they're just taking the piss. If you ask me, yeah. I'm sorry. But, I saw him today at um, Bunny Yong. The lady, you know, nudges the Tesla in forward, and for some reason, the forward charging plug wasn't working. So she's had to fucking do a bit of a crazy Yui and back it in, and then plug it in, and then her and the kids have got out of the car. I'm thinking I've been here 20 minutes. I don't know where the bloke with the red one is. You know, like it's just yeah, I don't know. And that's in Bunny Yong. We got two charge stations. Yeah, you know, and they'd be early adopters. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Doesn't make All sense. good. We All move good. on. Let's get the hell out of this bloody EV, mate. Come on. <laughs> yep. uh, page one twenty four, Scotty. Just a quick mention of uh, Tony Webby Webb um, took it to the US, and I'm pretty sure we've he's got a Neverlight sticker on one of his cars. I don't think it's this one. Yep. But, um, we did send we did send a sticker up to him. So. Um, but I, I follow him on Insta, Instagram. He's, he's got a shed full of mad cars, and he's just bought. Um, oh, Jackie, you might know the. Uh, I think we get it all mixed up. The the red VL Pro Street VL from back in the day. I think his son's planning on racing it. Okay, I'm not too clued up on the, that one. So is it Bow Champs old? Yeah. Pro? Yeah, I think it was Bochamp had the yeah, red one. I think it's that car. I think it's that car. We mixed up um, the red VL and the silver VK. We were really yeah. at one for yep. a while. I'm pretty sure he's bought that red red VL, or it certainly looks like it anyway. And I, I think this it, it looks like it's for his son to uh, start getting beyond the wheel. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, shout out to, to Webby. Uh, we've covered the Val and... Another shout out to page one eighteen, the young gun Zach's VK just brings back memories. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty cool car. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm done. Uh very cool. Cool. Can I get your opinion on the XW on page seventy eight, mate? Mine or Jack's? Oh, yours, because you're an XW <laughs> you're an XW tragic, but anyone's it's pretty Yeah, cool. I didn't mind it. It's a cool car. Oh, yeah. well, I say you just you just can't pick. pick no, you them can't all. pick everything, you know. And again, I was. Uh, you might as well just not have a, you know, you might as well not have a discussion. You say, oh, the whole fucking mag was awesome. But yeah, well, uh, that's, yeah. that's nearly what I've done this episode. So yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that is definitely a cool car. I, once again, I like they're using that later model Ford V8. 
I'm a fan of the painted bumpers and the painted tail lights and stuff, and we've found a bit of painted detail around at St Anne's as well on that. I think that XB's in here somewhere too, but... Yeah, um, no, that, that XW, I think, would be a blast to drive from talking to him. Yeah, yeah um, you know, absolutely. Slot it, yeah, with a six-speed in it, put it into six, then it's pretty much cruising along at 110 k's just off idle, yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, because that's your story, eh? It was my aunt, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so those guys were both great to talk to because um, that was uh, Kyle and, yeah, Aussie the owner. Yeah. Um, had a few chats with both of them, and they were pretty stoked with the final product, really, as yeah. they should be. yeah. Yeah, Actually, right. while we're here, just a quick detour. Thoughts on Forged XY at Motor X? I didn't really get a great chance to look around it just because there were so many people yeah. um, surrounding it. And, I've only um, seen videos and, and photos of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dale Clay's on the record in my phone in the edition that I sent to Scotty. I don't know whether you got that, mate. I did link you via email. Yeah, yeah. got it. Haven't listened yeah, to it. Yeah, because he sort of mentioned it a bit too. But... um. We sort of get to that point. We had a bit of a conversation around, you know, when the likes of Craig um, Craig McKenzie's HR Utes competing with some of these really big shop builds and things like that, yep. and yet he still placed so highly. But whether shop builds could nearly move into a different category, you know. And, yeah, that yep. was sort of where I was going. And, it, well, do don't... we need another category, just another category for? Because, I mean, the word on the street, that thing is a $2 million build, which I don't doubt for a minute. But, yeah, y- you know. But also what Dale says too is that, you know, you've got to be careful too because people will farm their car out to get work done and finish it in their shed at home too. Yep. So yep. it depends. It's really hard to measure yeah. the degrees of involvement, yeah. I guess. The more divisions it's, you draw, the harder it gets. I mean, not for a second am I saying it's, it's a shit car. It's a fucking awesome car. Um yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. And the the interview with the owner, like he's definitely going to drive it, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. But do you guys want to just keep chatting? Point. You want to guys just want to keep chatting? I've got to go and meet a guest out the front. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. Just it's, are we getting to a point where you know people are just building shit that is just beyond? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beyond comprehension, and they're they're somehow putting it together, which is. Which is good and bad in in some aspects, you know. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's an amazing spectacle of a thing, and just an exercise in, you know, design and engineering and every part oh, of it. It's it's just it's just unreal. It's just it's more yeah. You know, what they it's just going to show that it pretty much if you've got the cash, you can pretty much make anything, just about yep. because I mean that is just like Sharp HQ was another example. Um, yep. Another example of an owner who's prepared to put the money into a car that he wants, and he's actually driving it. Yep. He's Absolutely. done seven thousand k's or something since he's. Yep. It's it's probably not quite on the same level of extreme as as sharp, but um. No. In no, the next. So I was going to say in the next um issue we've got the um Astel X Howard Astel's built oh, on see, XC. That, that um, to me that that's amazing that car I love it. Yep, that's awesome, and that's got some that's got some really trick gear under it too, like the um. You know, full IRS in it. Um, yeah, obviously the whole you know Kazi Boss Nine. Yeah, there's there's a lot of footage out there yeah. for it. I'll say that much. Yeah, well, I basically followed his channel and watched him watched him build it like it's FG floor plan and floor plan floor pan. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, what what people can do is just is phenomenal. But was it, it's starting to get away from that traditional street machine, which is always it, it, it's always going to happen, I suppose. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, 
un- unbelievable what they're doing. But, yep. Um, right. You have any other honourable mentions, mate? Oh, look, I kept it pretty minimal for that one. I'll see what else I've got written here. Um, look, that, that's about it. Um, I'm sure there's something else I could find if I dug through. But as you said before, it's you've got to sort of limit yourself to yeah. a few things. Mm. Um, let's see. Well, I'm keen to get into that story on um, page 104 about the XP build. I haven't had a chance to read that one yet. Yeah, I didn't, the red one. Yep. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read that either. But yeah, that, that sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, that sounds like we just sort of knuckled down and, and got it all done. Um, yeah, not sure where to go for me, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's all right. You've got nothing else. Um, did Moses say he was finished with his honourable mentions? I assume so. Can't remember, anyway. Oh, well, he's just yeah. uh, coming back through the door now anyway, so that's good timing. Okay. <laughs> through. You stopped. No, we're rolling. Oh, oh we're rolling. <laughs> we just sort of reached a bit of a natural conclusion there as he came back in. <laughs> so is anyone talking? <laughs> um, well, we're just wondering whether you had any more honourable mentions. Oh, if mate, not, we I, can go over to music chat. I had an absolute bucket of uh, uh, page 10 was the news front article on Retro Speed by uh, Jacker's dear mate Heath Vanderwerden and Luke Hunter did the photos. Yeah, that was sort of a, um, sorry to interrupt you there, but that was a bit of a um, late inclusion. We were looking for some news and um, Heath was there, so that wasn't exactly a planned yarn, but yeah. Yeah. Heath, we put Heath to work and he did did a really good job. No, that's awesome. Um, page 11, we had the LH of Michael Gray. It's a pretty cool car. Um do you know the story with that one? No, I kind of read it roughly, but yeah, yeah, that um that had a bit of a bingle and got like hit really, really, really hard. So I can't remember if he reshelled it or what, but that car has really risen from the ashes since that um that uh thong slappers meet. He had it there. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. No, well played because I wouldn't have identified it from there. Mm. So no, that's really cool. Um, the caption on pick on on pick three, which was Heath's. I did. I liked as well, but I'm probably not going to read it out at the moment. So, Fair um, the Memphis Hell upgrades on page twelve. Yeah, that's that was cool. Going the BRZRSN, going LS1 coilovers. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty. Like, who thinks of that? Who thinks? Oh, those uh, BRZ slash eighty sixes. I reckon I could fit the back end in one of those in, yeah. in my in my truck. Who thinks of that? Yeah, well, that's, that's thinking outside the box if ever I've heard it. Yeah, and it's a bit like we we're saying too about the CX9 motor in that Mark yeah. One Escort. You know, now someone else is thinking BRZR send. Someone, someone, someone's working out today whether it'll suit that project. So that's cool. Um, Jacker's first mention was in the People Like Us, uh, Luffy, page fourteen. So I did count your mentions. Yeah, thank you. I'm very fine. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, just an all-forward day spotto. Yep. I was, um, he kind of found me fawning over his wide-body kit because yep. that's kind of a thing I'd really like to do to the Mustang if such a thing existed, yep. which I've sort of found out it doesn't. But I just really love those sort of square flares on it. Yeah, no, that's really like that. So oh, you, you just buy that walk. kit and modify it, mate. Yeah. Yep. 
Do you um do you voice record these moments when you do them, or how do you? Yeah, I'm I'm not a very good traditional journalist in that sense. In that, um, someone like Key and the other staff journal, he'll sit there and write stuff down in his notepad, whereas normally I just sort of hit record on my phone and yeah, and poke it at them. Yeah, uh, no. it hasn't let me down so far, but um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, I was just interested in the process when I was having a bit of a look through this morning. So um, yeah, uh, page sixteen, Simon is still bringing the, the custom humpies to us, which you know. With the added knowledge too, because, I mean, I've had a lot of these cars posted in Aussie custom cars history and custom cars Oz, but possibly not with such rounded detail. So love what he's doing there. Um, Fireball 500 was a uh, movie review on page 18. I think I'm going to watch that tonight. Uh, page 21, Letters of the Week. Uh I was going to read that. Read the letter of the week. I reckon I was starting to fall apart on me notes and shit. It's all everything's everywhere. I was just holding onto the wrong magazine for a minute there. Uh, there we go. Got it. Okay, letter of the month. Hey, Street Machine crew. I started reading Street Machine way back in about two thousand and five, but I've got a confession to make. I stopped. Reading about 10 years later, thankfully my wife could see something was missing in my life and signed me up for a subscription last Christmas. I took the photo of my two-year-old son, Colin, while on a recent road trip on the right. Couldn't, couldn't help but feel all warm and fuzzy. So what I was curious, and that's Thomas Parker's letter, how have your reading habits been over the years, AO, since you first started reading the mag to 2023? Oh, look, I've... I reckon I've been pretty consistent. Probably, I said, I, I, my first, the first edition that I purchased was September 89 and I pretty much had all of them through to probably early 2000s. Then I sort of went away from buying them every month to buying one every now and then. And then probably... Well, yeah, probably when the song slappers, song slappers started, I'd probably buy them religiously again. And of course, since we've started, but hey. um, they've always been on the radar. But yeah, there was a couple of years, or oh, yeah, maybe five or ten years, that I wasn't buying every edition. You know, I'd buy something if it was something cool on the cover. Yeah, same. Um, same. Although so I just bought consistent, I'd say. Yeah, well, I just bought cruising this time around too because, you know, one, I was rewarded with the photos of that COE that we spoke about in the last one because there's better photos in cruising than there were in Australian street running, for me anyway. But um, otherwise, I just keep thinking, while well, there's magazines still on the shelves, I suppose we've got to keep buying them, you know, yep. unless they're EV magazines priced at $24. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Um, page 20. Page 21, Department of Youth, uh, Bella drew a picture of a Valiant doing a massive skid. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all on the tyres. Yeah, eight-year-old Bella. So I thought, oh, this is pretty cool too. So I reckon the ladies at the top end of our buddy, you know, of this street machine movement are actually having an impact on the young girls that are coming through as well. So, yeah, burnout sketch. Um, it must be nearly there. Oh, the CV performance one tonner, CNV performance one tonner. Good to see it coming back. There's a Time Machine, machine article coming up, so we'll get to talk yep. about that. Um, Ash Wilson, full feature on Rocky Nets. Yeah, actually, that was going to be one of my honourable mentions as well, the fact um, that she tackled that 
Oh, solo. I was blown away. Yeah, That's a massive that. effort. Rocky Nats, exclamation mark, WTF, three exclamation marks. Well done, Ash. Yep. So. We, um, Ash and I covered that one last year, and this year I wasn't up there. So it was a big job between the two of us. And yeah. when you double that workload, yeah, uh, it's huge. So well done, Ash. Yeah, no, again, a very expansive article. So I'm really impressed by that. Um, page 47, uh, father and daughter photo, 47. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Gary yeah. Ages. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, no, nah, just really cool. Good moments being celebrated. Love it. Yep. Yeah, good on them. The El Camino and the Austin Cambridge. Oh, yeah. What a combo. Good Lee. Yeah, and you guest that just walked in the door, he's looking at me and he's smiling when I said Austin. <laughs> 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 That'll all be revealed shortly. Um, yeah, so uh, the Lincoln Stevens BMW um, on page 51 too. I thought that's pretty cool. But... Just sort of thinking the yep. most diverse demographic now has got to be this car group, you know, this street machine movement, I guess, when you can have, you know, a V8, V8 BMW. But not everyone's going to love the same things but can still turn out something to that. I'm speak. hoping to see that in the magazine, Jacko. Any insight on that coming in? Um, I'm not entirely sure if Broads is totally won over on it yet, but I wouldn't say oh. I wouldn't say there's no mm. chance. I mm. like it. I saw it for the first time at Motor X and it was pretty awesome. Come yeah. on, you had a Porsche last year. Yeah, well, I yeah think, true. I think we need to aim for uh, zero exclusion, not zero emissions. <laughs> <laughs> zero exclusions, that's it. Nice. Geelong All Ford Day, great coverage by Jacker and Chris Thorogood. Thank you. That was another one of those sort of last-minute things. I was entered with the Fox body anyway, and, and yep. Tappy was going along, so <clears> we <throat> made it into a yarn, so that was good. Yeah, no, yeah, really happy to see that one. Page 72 was Emmanuel's XB, which we saw at St Anne's Winery. Um Killer car. Yep. Yeah, no, love that. So, yeah, again, like, yeah, we're rubbing shoulders at different events with the same people you've been rubbing shoulders with. Yep. That's good stuff. Two degrees of separation or something, whatever. Yep. <laughs> and then I did write down at page 78 about the uh, X69 XW1, which was the Jacka Ben Hosking collaboration. Loved it. Can we go through Why Smody on page 92? I didn't even... You didn't pick one. I was nearly going to send. Think it. to look at it, to be honest. I was nearly going to send a feeder last night, but big fan of the Anthony Zamet pickup over there. That was actually going to be my mention as well. Um, the picture in there isn't amazing with the shadow, but um, a few of the photos I've seen, it's it's really cool. It's really neat what as well. What page is it again? Uh, Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Oh, hang on, Darcy Walsh. I mean, I wrote the wrong name down, but the Darcy Walsh oh, yeah. forty-six pickup. <laughs> yep. How has yeah. a young Smody of the year contender got a 69 Dodge Charger? How's that happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it's a it's a fairly broad church of, of people that we've got. Um, <laughs> we don't have a super tight, uh, you know, criteria for who does what, but yeah. yeah. There you go. The HT um, Premier of Jesse Giddens, um, I marked out a quote, the wagon gets driven very, very regularly and it's reliable and comfortable and gets plenty of looks. I can't go anywhere without someone asking about it or telling me how cool it is, which I love. That's got some patina, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Is it real or is that a wrap? No, had some real patina, but then they, they wrapped it. Um, they had like it wrapped that. for a more aggressive patina look. But now this... Now, what's the age cutoff on Smody? 24? Uh, 24 and under. Yeah. So, yeah, 25. But I imagine there's old blokes in their 60s and 70s walking up to Jesse Giddens to talk about this wagon, you know. Yep. So even that community connection, just to have something a little bit different. 
Well, um, on that note, we we sort of had a few old blocks in there, 60s and 70s, enter the competition, whether they misread uh, Young Smorty, I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we had, had to try I a few. identify as 24. <laughs> yep. But no, I love the diversity of that. Um, I, had yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really jumping out of me. I don't mind that, that beetle on page 94, Jack McHugh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I should point out as well, this was very, very early in the Young Smoddy um, entrance. Yep. So, so, more so there's more coming more. through. Yeah. Not to disparage any of these cars because I think they're all really cool. But um, Have you got the have you got the cutoff? Yeah. Do you know the date that it cuts uh, off? Yeah, entries closed, I think it was last week. Yep. Um, and then we're announcing our top 16 on Monday, I think. Oh, there you go. And uh, that's when voting Brody, opens. Brody Glenn Dennings. Um, yeah, look at that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that thing is awesome. Three hundred ZX is uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on in there. <laughs> yeah, he said something like uh, in his long, in a longer version, he said something about building the craziest, most out there three hundred ZX anywhere, and I think it's coming pretty close. Absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a oh, it's got a Chevy in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the winner. <laughs> yeah, uh, the XP build on page one hundred four. Um, yeah, just, we were just talking about that. Yeah, just the fabrication that's gone into it. But it turned up in my feed this morning as well uh, with another car. Has he got something else? Guy that owns this? I saw it Possibly. On, I have to say I haven't read this one yet. Yeah, I saw it on my Instagram feed this morning. But um, there's another car I think that he's got. But I don't think – I know. I often screenshot shit so that I've got it, but I haven't seemed to have done that. So I'm just going to uh, ignore it for the time being. Yeah, there we go. I'm nearly out, guys, nearly out. Page 118, young gun feature, Jacker's fourth moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the EV Volvo stuff, which we've covered and uh, tried to maybe trash a little. <laughs> <laughs> Not the article. The article's brilliant. But I think, yeah, people, I don't know, people who've got an audience maybe need to every now and again push that, you know, what they know. Yep. Edu educate the masses a little because it's the masses that'll take us down. So, yep. Music chat. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been listening to, people? Can I link mine in with a bit of a TV chat too? Yep. My well, it's sort of it's sort of that music yeah. chat, and it's it's a bit of everything, but it's linked. So I want to give a shout-out to music supervisors in TV shows. They don't get enough credit. There should be a fucking Oscar award. Yeah, for... agreed, agreed. Because it can make or break a, a show. Yep. So I've been watching Yellow Jackets. I don't know when any, if anyone else has seen that. It's on I've seen the trailer. Prime too, video, I think. Yeah. It's fantastic. Dark as fuck. Um, but the music in it is just brilliant. It's The music... In a movie or a TV show, just makes or breaks it. And yep. you, you're right. So. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of standouts in the series so far, and a couple of my favorite songs of all time Dandig's Mother. Yep. And that's what I heard on the trailer that I've seen. Yeah. And Tori Amos' Cornflake Girl. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Underrated song. Yeah. So, well, that's got to go in the, in the spot. Yeah. I think yeah, I told you about MTV that. TV unplugged version of that song? Yes. Yep. And I think we talked earlier in the podcast about um, oh, the girl's Make-A-Wish moment where she got to play piano and sing with Tori Amos. Mm. 
They did a duet together. Yep. And yeah, her vocals. This girl who won the won the moment. Her vocals were nearly as pristine, but yeah, yeah, it was a glorious moment. I'll put Sucker <clears> Punch, <throat> the movie Sucker Punch. If any of you haven't seen it, I would put that soundtrack as one of my favourite things to listen to. The film is almost a really long music video, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it is. It's. I absolutely love love the movie, but it, if it didn't have the music, it wouldn't be the same. Half the film. Yeah. yeah. No, I, if, 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 if you haven't seen Sucker Punch, go check it out and go check out the uh, soundtrack. It's absolutely brilliant. You've just got these mashups. Like you you got um, Bjork with, oh, I don't know, there's just all these, this, you know, the song you know, but then Skunk and Nancy will come up and do something completely different on it. It's bloody fantastic. Fuck. There's a band I haven't heard of for a while. Mm. How good were they? Mm. Now you've got you've got to ask your questions of uh, Jacket, do you? I've said, it feels a bit weird at the moment. I'm just going to tell people Lee Bailey's joined us in the studio because I had him booked in at one thirty, and we're just running over time. Hello, Lee. How you going? Good mate, yourself. Good mate. Loving to see you here. This is really good. Um, so where was I? Uh, Scotty's we'll, questions. We're going to Scotty's questions. Scotty's questions for Jacket. Yeah. So we've got three questions. You're probably aware of what's coming. First band, <laughs> just yes or no, Nickelback. You know what? I'm actually going to say yes, and thankfully I've done all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're bringing them back. I think they're giving. Them, I think they're more popular now than they ever were. Yep. I'm going to say yes just because I can remember hearing that song when I was probably seven or eight years old, and for some weird reason, as a kid, it had some really weird emotional impact on me <laughs> at that point, and it's sort of been stuck in my head ever since. So normally, yeah. when I hear that song, I just sort of go back to that. Yeah, just flashback. You know being seven or eight and, you know, yep. doing Hot Wheels cars and stuff. Yeah, nostalgic um, pull of a song. But that's that's right. really about the only Nickelback song I would never, you know, yeah. actually change off the radio. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts or not. That yeah. counts. That's a win for me. Yeah, no, okay. I like <laughs> You can have it. <laughs> um, oh God, you might be a little – this might be a little bit before you, but Oasis? Oasis I never really got into. It was a little bit before me. I've got people <laughs> that I sort of know that don't mind them, but I'm probably going to say a no there. Right. Another win for me. <laughs> he keeps lying, Liam. Not the, not the best. <laughs> and last is a sort of a two-parter. Um, firstly, Foo Fighters, yes or no? I'm going to go with a yes. Yep. I'm not. I'm not very well versed in in their music, but yeah, yeah. again, that's something I won't change if it's on the radio. Yep. And Dave Grohl, top bloke, yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> even even I know that much. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just kicking, kicking goals, aren't I? Yeah, no, there you go. Well, where's, your Dave, where's your Dave Grohl sample, mate? There <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. I'm leaving, I'm leaving Brian Adams out of the fucking list now because I'm just going to be disappointed every time someone says they like him. So I'm not <laughs> even talking about Brian Adams anymore. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so again I mentioned earlier I've been listening to a bit of Mad Season which is another Lane Staley collab which you know yep. I sort of hadn't listened to for a while so you know line that up in my oddball shit with Temple of the Dog I reckon so God God that album yeah yeah absolutely yep Hunger Strike just is just one of the best songs yeah ever. yeah no that's it you'll catch me singing that in the shower every now and again mate if you when when Cornell's vocals kick in, it's like fuck. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, big fan of that. Yep. They really should have done more together. Yep. yep. Anyway. Um, put that into so, that CGI and put that into that AI shit. Mate. You know, there's yeah. apparently new, there's new <laughs> Soundgarden slash Chris Cornell music coming. Um, his wife and Soundgarden have just done a bit of a... They've agreed, yeah. They've have come to an agreement to release some unreleased music, so I'm actually looking forward to hearing that. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, for no reason that I can actually fathom or explain, I've been cranking Limp Biscuit for the last week or so. I, I don't know why. I've never really been a fan, but I I just turned it on and um, it's like, you know what? I don't actually mind it. What? Anything Biscuit? Anything Biscuit? Soggy yeah. Biscuit. <laughs> no, but I mean anything Limp Biscuit, you know, so, or just the hot dog. Water oh, no, I've actually or... been listening to their to their first album. I much prefer that one. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I said I was never. They're sort of like the Offspring. I wasn't really a huge fan. I didn't hate them, but I didn't, you know, I wouldn't rave over them. I just never mm. sort of got into them for some reason or another, and I, um, I don't know why. But yeah, I've just been flogging them the last few weeks, uh, last week or so at least. Um, that malevolence, of course, I've a bit hooked on them, but um, apart from that, that's been my rotation with the podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. Jacko, what have you been listening to? <clears throat> oh, look, I sort of come from just anything sort of 60 to, 60s to 80s, especially Aussie stuff. That's sort of what I got into at high school. But lately I've been listening to a lot of um, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. I think a, a while back I bought just a, I still listen to CDs in the car sometimes, so yeah. I um, bought a set of those and a few albums, just sort of the 70s and early 80s ones. Oh, yeah, cool. And, um, you know, from my grandparents' place, they got a few sort of uh, records, yep. um, ELO and different things, so give them yeah. a spin, and I really enjoyed that lately. No, that's really good. Hey, excellent. Now, I did say I had a bit of a question to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this doesn't take too long. I've just looked. We've been going for a while, but anyway, so... Scrolling through socials the other day, I saw a guy commenting that, um, and this is probably half scary as well, but if they made Back to the Future today, <laughs> Marty would go back to 1993. Wow. How yeah, scary right. is that, right? Yeah. Yep. 85 to 55, right? And yep. when he gets there, when he gets to 55, the song you hear is Mr. Sandman, Bring Me a Dream. Yep. Right. so they make it now. Marty goes back in time. What song in 93 is going to be playing? And what car is the time machine? Can I? Okay. I'll go Enter Sandman. Is that 93? I reckon. That's 91, wasn't it? Oh, fuck. Okay. I reckon Sandman was 91. Hey, let me just have a quick look at 1993 top 50 (laughs) songs or something. Top 10 songs. See if we can find that. Oh, Jesus hey, Christ. It's not good. Hey, 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 I said, hey, what's going on? That wouldn't be playing, would it? Well, 1993, this is what you got to pick from. Just, <laughs> uh, knocking the boots, H-Town, I'd do anything for love. <laughs> Daisy Ducks, I don't know what that is. Cats in the Cradle by Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> Janet Jackson, Whoop, there it is. Uh, River of Dreams, Insane in the Brain. 
Um, there's really not a lot, a lot of anthems. Boom, shake the room. Crying, Aerosmith. <laughs> really not a lot of anthems. Well, let's go with Aerosmith then because they'd be playing on Soul stage Squeeze, somewhere. Chili Peppers, Shaggy, Carolina. Yeah, Crash Test that. Dummies. <laughs> Gunners could be doing November Rain. Into Your Arms, Lemonheads. That would be cool. I think I saw anyway. 500 miles on there by the Proclaimers <laughs> on that list. <laughs> Somewhere around number 20. Yeah. Not really much iconic things to pick from, but anyway. No. So, yeah, that's a bit of a mute. But what car, what car what cars is he going to, is Doc going to build the time machine out of? I was trying to pick my brain. I'm thinking, well, it's got to be American. The DeLorean was American. Got to be two doors. Yeah, it's got to be a Camaro, 93 Camaro. Okay. I thought, yeah, maybe a Corvette or maybe even a Viper. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. I'm probably going a bit large. A well, the thing is, right, the, cool. the DeLorean was new at the time when the movie came out, right? So yeah, yeah. does that mean we're picking right. a 2023 car? Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought that's what he's aiming at. Uh, well, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're right. I've got it back to front. So 2023, rightio. Um, I'm actually thinking something like those oh. weird um, Hyundai Ionic. Um, uh. They're like a giant. They're an EV, unfortunately, uh, but yeah, they're a big yeah. sci-fi-looking thing. Yeah, 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 I've got yeah, the one that actually looks like a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe that's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a redundant choice. Yeah, the obvious one um, would be a Tesla, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, it's American-made, so it fits the criteria. Doc would have been an early adopter. Doc probably would have pulled out all the electrics and put like a you know nuclear reactor in it. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. It has to be electric, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Maybe. No. What about a Porsche Taycan or something? That's not American. Yeah. Well, if uh, we're going electric for this bloody choice, I'm going for a piss. I reckon. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, the, the new, the new, actually, the new Z08 or oh, the C8 Corvette might be a contender. Mm. Anyway, just something to something if, to sort if of it counts, there was that um, oh, what was it that Hyundai concept car, the uh, Envision or something, mm. but that literally just looked like a DeLorean, so maybe yeah. that doesn't count. I'm just yeah, there's not much US, like I suppose Tesla's US, but what um, what ones have the gullwing doors? Well, not many. Teslas yeah, do, don't they? One of the Tesla models. Ah, uh, yeah, the SUV does. Yeah. I think you'd have to go something a bit quirky because from my knowledge mm. at the time, the DeLorean was kind oh, of a DeLorean weird thing. Some weird-ass thing, yeah. Maybe um, a Celine or a Hennessy, something like that, maybe some yeah. bespoke. Yeah, that could work. That's a good just, question. Are we writing that into every episode now? Oh, no, it was just... just <clears throat> Yeah, given that it's thirty years, I thought it's a relevant question and a good good discussion. I couldn't think of anything. Um, I certainly couldn't think of a song <laughs> because there was, I looked through the list and it's like, yeah, there's nothing there that screams anthem. But no, you know, yeah. Mr. Sandman was a obviously a huge hit and known everywhere. So, what could you say of 1993? But anyway, just thought I'd raise it. See, see what yeah. uh, what guitar would he be playing? Ooh. <laughs> no, we can keep going, can we? Yeah, yeah, you can dig, dig your way, Ray. Be a BC, BC Rich, I reckon. What, what band is he going to be playing with? Yeah. Who's his cousin going to be ringing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
That's a good. We get, we're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> what positions Let's is he leave in? It. <laughs> leave it at that. Let's say, oh, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick. They're gonna, he's gonna be in a, a Hennessy. Uh, what do they call it? Hennessy Venom? Yeah. Random U.S. built, bespoke built thing, and I'll say crash test dummies. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. There you go. Pretty bleak existence. <laughs> <laughs> What positions would he be fantasizing about while he's looking at that woman that's yet to reveal herself as his mother? <laughs> but there's probably some things there that don't, didn't exist back then. But uh, yeah. there wouldn't be, his old man wouldn't be up in the tree bird watching. He'd be fitting security. He'd be fitting pinhole cameras. <laughs> Thinking more, would be trying to be trying to figure out our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We we don't want to give away any scripts to any potential uh, remakes, but anyway. No, that's it because we might. We shall move on. We probably talked on for too long. Yeah, so that's probably a podcast, isn't it? It's been a hell of an episode. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us, Jacker. It's thanks, been Jacker. awesome, mate. Great bloody rounded experience again after three years catching up under a tree. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, three years ago. Yeah, no. What happened in between? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it all blurs together, but you're the one that told me it was three years, not two and a half or whatever I'm thinking. Because, yep. yeah, time's just slipping away from this guy. Yeah, so, no, thanks, heaps. Look forward to seeing that uh, fox body heading up here when it's ready to use. Yeah, fingers crossed that's uh, sooner than later. Yeah, no, shit up. Love it. Sweet. All right. Thanks, okay. mate. Okay, we're out. Mm-hmm.